Hello, testing, testing. Yeah, I'm here. I am back. I am sorry. Uh, my microphone is a bit askew. I apologize. Um, it's been a while since I talked to you guys, and I apologize for that. And the reason is, basically, I try to enjoy some sun time. Because, you know, why not? We had some warm days here. Not too many, but just a few, and I... I went outside, took my bike again, and just explored the area, as I always do. And um, I was also dealing with some private, let's say, health issues. My, my back got busted a bit, a bit bad at, at work, so that wasn't really so much fun, so I didn't do much in those days anyway. And um, right now... I've been still sitting here studying um, my, uh, my, my studies and my, my education is still running forward, which is looking good. I've also been writing some more on my novel. Not as much as I, I'd like to, but it, it's, it suffice for now. I got stuck creatively and I didn't know exactly where this story should go next, even though I do know the next uh, stages towards the big jump between one world and the other. I still couldn't really picture um, certain key elements and situations to bring the story actually forward. And so I'm still working on that, but I think I'm making progress. Um, I have been drawing a little bit. I'm not doing too much in that regard either. I was just really enjoying myself trying to just lay low, you know, and watch uh, TV shows and um, uh, I still continued watching the old Twilight, uh, Twilight Zone series, the black and white original, which is still unbelievable to me and phenomenal in, in, in storytelling. It, 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 I know it's old. You know, it's dated. Okay, fine. I get that. But the stories are still fantastic. And the integrity, the style of, of telling the stories, the, uh, the acting is solid for what, it, what it's worth. Uh, a little cheesy at times, but the seasons from, you know, the, the jump from season one to season two seems to cause more suspense in, in, in stories. I think, I think they try to be more serious and scary at times, you know, more surreal in, in, in some instances, even if the effects um, are not exactly through the roof. I mean, in those days, we're talking TV budget here from the 1950s or um, 1959, 1960. So, yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> there's only so much you can do. But one of those episodes, which um, oh, I, I, I can't remember the actual episode's title, but I remember that it's William Shatner's first role in that TV series. And I think he was on that show twice, if I if I'm not mistaken, the, this this uh, the, his first appearance in this episode was a guy who's asking a tiny machine where he just you know flips in pennies all the time to get answers to his questions, and the machine pops out just a ticket with a sentence on it, which is normally pre-produced, uh, pre-recorded, and just uh, placed in that machine. But he believed that the predictions about the future could be right, and he was very eager to ask this machine almost anything how to uh, you know go forward from here and make decisions for the future 
and he was afraid to go without that machine. That was a, an interesting, an inter interesting episode. I do recommend watching the show. I think this is really a gem in in TV history, even if that sounds a bit weird. Aside from that, I watched a British TV show, a crime series called uh, Stay Close. Um, that was a show about, I don't know any of the actors really. I've, I've seen them somewhere before. I can't tell you the names. I have to look that up. But um, it's about, it's, it's about a, a, a detective who stumbles into an interesting crime story. Uh, that doesn't really affect him personally yet, but throughout the story, as as many as m all these episodes, you know, get get run down and you you kind of zap through them. It's it's only eight episodes. It's a miniseries. There's not much that you have to deal with, or or you know, it's you're not running through a hassle of watching three or four seasons of one stupid TV show. This is a short story, very. Very well done, very suspenseful, and it's about, of course, a person, first of all, a person missing, then the person dying, <laughs> and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And with each and every episode, there are more riddles and, and, and uh, questions arising, and it's very mysterious and very bizarre in the end of what actually happened. So that's really cool. I don't want to give away any information, but you have to watch it. I think it's one of the better ones out there, aside from Brochurch with David Tennant, which is still pretty high up there, in my opinion, at least. Um, on the movie side, I haven't been watching anything. I haven't watched um, the new Batman film, and I heard people uh, telling me, you know, that it's phenomenal and I, I should watch it. I'm, I'm not quite sure when to get around that. I'm not going into theaters to sit there for three hours and watching a, uh, a pseudo-detective movie, even if it is good, because three hours in that chair is a bit long. And I do like to take my, my piss breaks, you know, or something else, stretch my legs for a while before I actually sit there in those uh, theater chairs. That In this day and age, they are more comfortable, I think. They have been designed in a much uh, more convenient fashion. Not like those old chairs, you know, from the 1990s where you sit down and you think your back is breaking in two. Uh, but it's still, it's not convincing enough for me to go in there for three hours and watch Batman do his thing. So, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's an epic movie in terms of visuals. I think it's, it's epic in storytelling. So you can watch it at home as well. Or in that case, you know, if it actually gets published as a stream somewhere... You can access that or pay for it, and you're fine. Uh, I don't think that you have to go to a real theatrical release for that one. It's a bit different with uh, Ghostbusters, I think, but, uh, basically because of nostalgic reasons. And I've heard, I've read articles about people being just really. In case you've noticed that peeping sound in the background, that was my my dryer. My clothes are finished. Yeah, I live a very exciting life. I know. Where was I? Yeah, cinematic experience. You should watch Dune, the the latest Dune installment uh, or or version of, of, of Dune, captured on film or recre recreated for the modern ages, uh, not like the David Flinch movie back then. Um, 
That is worthy of watching it in theaters. It's visually extremely stunning, aside from very good storytelling. Um, Batman, personally, I don't think so. I don't see the logic there. Just like the movie Joker wasn't supposed to be um, received as, as as an epic film. I think Joker is not epic, for me at least. It's, not, it's a good story, but it's just not really... You know, I've, you see it once, and I think that's enough. You don't have to see it twice unless you really fell in love with that movie. And with Batman, well, it could be a bit different, I suppose. Maybe um, the story is so gripping that you have to watch it two or three times to get the hang of the movie or just get behind the, the entire plot. You know, I mean, three hours is still three hours, you know, and that's kind of fun. Sitting on a couch might be fun. Or for me, I'm just lying in bed. I don't even have a couch. I just lie in my bed watching movies. And I watch them on my own personal private silver screen and a projector, which is super, super convenient and lots of fun to do. But enough about that. Uh, the reason why I wanted to do this podcast today is, first of all, I haven't been here in a while. I wanted to get some stuff off my chest. And... Um, it's not about Peter Gabriel this time. I wanted to talk about the Up album because that's still on my list. It's a fantastic album for me personally anyway. But that's not the reason why I wanted to jump to the microphone. I wanted to talk to you guys about the overall fear of the future because nobody knows what the fuck is coming towards us. What is happening? You know, the world is falling apart. It all started with COVID, I suppose, even though um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist nut. I don't want to dwell too much on this topic, but there is a portion out there that does make kind of sense. And that is, well, what the elite of this world want to do with us or want to do with the world as a whole. And that is, of course, um, a wild speculation. I don't have any facts, and I don't think most people on the planet actually have facts about this stuff. I've talked to people who think they're very educated, and, and you know they, they just suck up all this information like a sponge and deal with all these conspiracy theories from starting from, you know, that Jesus was never really born, which I personally share. I don't think he ever existed, at least not in the shape and form that the church likes to tell about it, or the Bible. So I think that's bogus. Um, here in this country, I'm pretty much in the heavy minority about that topic. You know, not that we have so many religious people, but still, even among non-believers, they still believe that Jesus was real. I don't know why. <laughs> there is simply no evidence that he really existed, but that's a different case, though. I know that like I know that a lot of people like to tear me apart when I say stuff like that, but it's true. You know, I, I, I see no evidence there. I do not believe that the story is true. I believe that there was probably someone named Jesus Christ, or maybe not Jesus Christ, maybe a different name, but there was someone who was uh, believed to be um, the Messiah, the Savior of mankind, or at least somebody who had uh, great ideas about the future, who had good intentions, and tried to share his wisdom with others, and that backfired, and the people who were in power took him out. And I think 
that this story is thousands and thousands of years old. Okay, because there has been some archaeological, archaeology, I'm sorry, I messed that word up. Archaeology? Right. Well, scientists, let's put it that way. They have, they have discovered um, writings in stone, or let's, let's say in these plates, that could be translated in such a way that the story, oh yeah, my dryer is still active, that the story was about a, a, a man, same age as, 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 as Jesus, who died for you know, the sins of, of, of the, the human race, and um, those, those stone plates that they found with these writings that they could at least decipher as the story of, of, of Christ or a very, very similar story to the one of Christ, you know, a story about a very special person. But those plates are thousands of years old, much older than the Catholic Church. So um, they're not the only findings that they made. Um, there are quite a few of, uh, of, of, of these findings with the same kind of story spread across the globe, I think. And you will find that uh, it's pretty naive to think that the church is the only one coming up with this idea and interpreting the story into a, you know, Bible version of it. Because when you think about it, the Bible was written by a, a, a whole group of people over the years in several books that were then like um, collected and then reprinted uh, manually as a, as, as, as a whole compilation of works from all these seers and, and wise men, so to speak, and, and prophet, yeah, prophets, right, I forgot that word. So it's really, there is no evidence out there. It's, it's just a huge collection of stuff and stories that people somehow got attention of and or you know maybe invented the whole thing maybe they have witnessed something that they couldn't really explain not to their knowledge anyway and they try to convey their their thoughts in text form as good as possible and that's what we have today as the old testament and then later you know the new testament which still makes even less sense but that's a different different story i think the the new testament was just a more positive version to keep the the church market up and in power or at least you know being famous enough to read this whole damn thing but that's another story i'm, I'm not a church person and i'm not really a friend of religion as a whole i personally just do not believe it but no no i i didn't want to talk to you about that it's it just um popped into my head but the, 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 the main thing that really is on my mind is if there are people on the planet who have power, I mean real power, not just power over a company and then, you know, saying like, I'm the big boss and you sniffling fox, you have to do what I say. No. And I'm not talking about politics too, because politicians are merely just puppets, you know, doing the bidding for other people who are probably in more power than they are. And that's mostly uh, the industry as a whole. You know, just the, the huge, this, this economic chain that we have in this world is so gigantically um, big and, and disturbing. If you try to understand what's behind all that, 
the people making these decisions of what comes and goes. And we have free thinkers, I think, like Elon Musk, who just does whatever he wants to do because he thinks it's it's the best for for mankind, maybe, or maybe he's just being a bit, you know, uh, overprotective. Maybe he's a bit insane of doing what he does because he has received a lot of criticism towards his unsafe batteries that he was creating to make, you know, his cars move and all that. And I think he's well aware of the problem, but that doesn't mean that he is willing to stop. And why should he? He's in the middle of everything right now, and he has gained quite a large cult following and influence. You know, and I would seriously uh, believe that, that Elon Musk is one of the good guys. I don't think that he has ill intentions. And I don't think he's power hungry. He just, he comes to interesting ideas like recently trying to buy all of Twitter, you know, the, the, the entire platform. How much did he offer? 51 billion? 55 billion? I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere around that line. Um, I hope he's going to get that thing because Twitter is just a piece of junk, really. It, it should be eradicated from this world. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm not really heavy on, on Twitter. I try to use it a couple of times. But the amount of information that you get from Twitter is a joke. You don't get information. You, you don't. You just get something. You get snippets of this and that. And then people's opinions being shoved in one corner to the next. Or in your face if you're unlucky. And that's not, this has nothing to do with, ed, with, with education or information. And instead, it's just being used for propaganda mostly. The most primitive form, the most uh, sneakiest form of propaganda in all regions and all topics that you could think of. So it's no wonder that someone like Elon Musk, who really wants to change the world somehow, is trying to make an impact by destroying this kind of platform. Maybe not destroying it per se, but willing to buy it and change it to some degree and pull it away from the stock market as well, which is a pretty good idea. Talking about the stock market, yeah, I'm still investing and it's not looking too good. <laughs> but hey, I don't have uh, much to play with anyway, so whatever happens to that money, I don't care. So what? Um... Yeah, the elite. Oh, guys. Um, the oldest the oldest and most intriguing explanation why the elite do what they do is because of total control over the, the entire planet. Now, this is an interesting idea, but it's very fantastic, and there is almost no proof for that. And um, it's also pretty difficult to determine how these gigantic corporations and elites behind those corporations control the network exactly, you know, where the information comes from. Politicians are like nothing in, in, in this aspect. They might be connected. Maybe, maybe, maybe Putin is connected to, to this somehow, but I doubt that. Maybe he tried two years ago to be a part of it, but I don't think that he is right now. Not because of the current situation that, that we're in, but, well, he's always been sort of on the outside of, of what the Western world is, has been doing, or Europe, for that matter. So it's hard to tell on which side he really is on, you know. I mean, I do get 
the fact that he's invading Ukraine and all that. That's, that, that is horrible enough as it is, and we see people dying. Refugees have been coming over now to Berlin and other parts of Europe as well, especially Poland. And uh, yeah, that, that is a huge uh, catastrophic development. And what happens afterwards is something that I really do not know, nor does anyone else really. We have a lot of assumptions. We have theories of what could happen. For example, if, if America, which seems to be a bit more obvious at this point right now, they have been provoking Russia for years. We know that. Okay, I'm not saying that Russia is innocent, no. But I do think America has an agenda somewhere down the line to provoke a war because America's broke. Pretty much broke. I think we've all heard that many times and it's maybe a bit hard to understand what that means in terms of money and power because, hey, the country seems to work just fine. They have military everywhere. They have stations everywhere around the globe. They have got their their uh, plane carriers, their ships, their tanks, you know, and companies and connections and networking all around the world. How can they be broke? Well, they haven't been doing so well economically to actually generate money. They have been spending a lot and they have been trying to avoid that, which is not really possible in the long run. And they, they can't be independent from other countries, too much at least. Maybe not so much in power consumption or oil and, and all that, but, you know, some disagree. Some think that I mean, the Americans went to Iraq just for the oil and nothing else and tried to provoke a war to get there. That does make kind of sense, doesn't it? But the Americans are not the only ones here at stake. If, if this war really escalates to a gigantic third world war, a real one, not just, you know, two countries don't like each other and, you know, blowing everything up. But if this happens, that China gets involved or provoked into a war, no matter how, if the Americans are trying to do that, to lure them in, by, as far as I know, which I know is not really solid truth or fact, but it seems that, that the Americans could possibly be supporting Ukraine as much as they can by providing weapons. And, and, and ammunition as much as possible. You know, not just in forms of guns, but maybe trying to, you know, do more, maybe even be a part of that war. If that's the case, then they would provoke the rest of the world, all those countries who are not part of NATO, especially China. And China's just sitting there and watching and waiting for what's going to happen. And they are militarily, their military is strong. I mean, really strong. They have improved over the years. They have been fast. They have been building. They have been studying and engineering and perfecting and optimizing. They're not stopping. They have been preparing for this, probably. And Russia, I don't know. Russia is a weird, weird country. Um, I've met lots of nice people from Russia, so you know, not, not all are crazy or just stone-cold drunk or war-hungry. No, of course not. That's bullshit. But, well, we have Putin and we have his regime. Then we have, you know, the Ukraines trying to defend themselves by all means necessary. Then we have the Americans who would like to make some money with this. We have China who, you know, seems to be just waiting for the next big step to take. And we have the rest of Europe just standing in between. And that's 
where it gets frightening because to be honest, uh, 2022 could be the last year for all of us to live a peaceful life. And after, after 2022, I don't think, if this goes on and really blows up, oh, there will be hell to pay, guys. Really, this is, this is scary. And I'm not joking. This is really horrible. And I don't want to see military rolling through Europe nor anywhere else but what what can you do you know we have no power over this situation the politics behind those countries and governments who knows what they're really up to and who knows if these decisions are well in the end connected to the actual people in power the elite that many like to address to or at least you know at least speculate that they're actually real the only indication that I have that there could be something much more realistic than we think is um, a financial company, a consulting management company, if you, if you will, called BlackRock. If you haven't heard of BlackRock, you can look them up. There's, they have a website, blackrock.com, and they claim that they want to bring wealth to all people. And the members of those BlackRock guys are the biggest companies around the world. Probably everyone is in there. You know, like uh, German pharma uh, in industry, uh, Bayer is in there, is a member, and they shove their money around. We're talking about really billions and billions and billions being shoved around. And there are, I, th I think, over 160 billion being managed by BlackRock alone in Germany. Now, what about other countries? You know, what about companies like Apple and and maybe Samsung and all the other companies? Maybe even Tesla too. You know, maybe maybe Musk is in there. I don't know. So, what's the deal here? You know, what what is the goal in the end? What do they want? How much do they actually control? Because we're talking about so much influence. It's, it's impossible to grasp for a normal human being who doesn't even know the grand scheme behind the whole thing. And that is scary too. Because the big question that nobody can answer, and I've heard lots of stuff, is why? What's the point? What is the outcome? What's the goal here for, for the rich and powerful people in the future? You know? The, the only excuse I heard from, from most people saying, if, just suppose if the whole conspiracy about the elite in this world are ab absolutely true and cannot be mistaken for anything else. If, I, might, I have to drink a cup of tea here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get a bit riled up with these stories. I'm not even sure what kind of tea that is. I forgot. I think it's grenade apple. Well, like I said, um, what most people believe is the only goal for these companies, for the elite and all the powerful people, let's just call them elite, okay, is to have absolute power of the world. Okay, and then what? Because that is still a problem. First of all, the elite, they have power. 
they, 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 they already are in a position not only acquiring the entire financial complex of the world, well, maybe not entirely, but most of it anyway, they influence the market, they influence how people start to think and behave these days. I mean, everything out there is, is designed for us in the end, even for us as a consumer, all these devices that we buy. Uh, the fact that we get distracted by so much garbage on the internet, you know, just I even catch myself uh, flicking through uh, news articles that, that are poorly written, and really primitive. And, and I think to myself, who the fuck reads this stuff? You know, and then it actually dawns on me, everyone, everybody stumbles across information to distract you from the fact that you should not be doing anything at all. Just sit there like a, a, a nice little sheep, behave, do your job or don't do a job. Just exist for a while until you're not needed anymore. So the elite, the goal here um, could possibly be to eradicate most of the human race. Well, that is at least, I'm not saying that it's true. I'm not saying that I believe it. I'm saying this is a part of those conspiracies. And that means that um, most people who are really deep into this conspiracy think that the vast majority of the population will be eradicated for, this, for the purpose of being controlled more easily. Okay, well, that still doesn't work for me. I mean, it is a possibility, okay, yeah, well, I, I can put that out there. But most people are fucking stupid and they're easy to control because they're stupid. You know, I mean, you have all this, this multimedia crap. We have video games like, like crazy. They're being advertised more than, than movies these days. Um, if that's not enough, you got movies and TV shows in general to distract you from whatever responsibility you might have or even for the sake of collecting knowledge and becoming more knowledgeable yourself and, 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 and all that. And most people just want to live a comfortable life. You know, they want to, I do believe they want to live in peace, most people anyway, but they don't know what to do with their lives. I even noticed this in Germany right now. Most young folks, they have no clue what it is that they're fucking doing. And they don't know where to go. They have no ambition. They have, uh, they have problems finding a way in their, in, their, uh, in their job life, getting some kind of profession going, even educating themselves in that regard or going to school or not doing anything at all, just doing something by themselves to develop some kind of skill. You know, I understand all this advertisement out there about companies you know, like Skillshare and, and other websites trying to um, to pass certain skill levels from one, let's say, wise person or a knowledge person to another, and you pay for that kind of service. But I don't think that's really working all that well. Skillshare is just one of many ways to actually obtain knowledge, and I don't think that Skillshare is a very shining, shining example of actually getting there. I mean, really solid to the core knowledge about a certain topic. 
Because if that would be true, anybody can just register and be a so-called virtual teacher and teach someone some bullshit that is not necessarily true or even accurate in any way, you know. So I have my doubts that this is really working in, in, in the long run. If somebody is willing to gain knowledge, they will do whatever they can to actually get that knowledge by themselves through reading. That's it. Okay, take a book for once. You don't have to just talk to some kind of douchebag on the internet and trying to get information from them. Because, look, most books are much more sophisticated than the opinions of so-called teachers. That's all I'm saying. And I do not see progress in this regard. I see just more and more people being completely dumb. Not all of them, but a large group of them. And they have no motivation. You know, they, they don't know how to exist in a social world. And right now that social world is also crumbling because of COVID and restrictions. And you cannot go outside, you can't contact people. This is very weird, you know. And it, it forces kids, especially um, teenagers these days who grew up in this time and sort of suffered there because, you know, they had, they had a, some kind of social life before that. Then came COVID. And now they have like half and half. Some have no social connections. Some lost their connections and are looking for new ones. Others are still scared and they don't want any connections. It's very weird. We're living in a very troubling time just alone for that. You know, and just it messes people's minds up. It even, I've, I've read articles about children and, and teenagers being depressed. Suffering from depression because they didn't know what to do during the COVID times. Or the isolation drove them mad. I live isolated. Okay, I have a job, I go to work, yeah, but I'm even isolated in my job most of the time. I'm isolated at, at home and I don't care. <laughs> I think it's beautiful, but, but you know most people can't deal with that and they go berserk. So that's messing up their minds as well. And um, the claim that the world is easier to be controlled if you have less people, well, maybe, maybe. The world is easier to control in forms of stress or money. Financial structure wouldn't be as complex as it is today. If we had less people, we just need a, a very simple yet easy to understand um, financial structure, a system which everyone can, can agree on is going to work, and this is the only system that there, will, that there will be, then everyone is just fine and they can follow these rules because money probably is not going to exist in the future. I think all this, this, this collecting of more power and, and money through the current financial system that we have will collapse in the end or be changed into a credit system. I know this sounds like science fiction, but let's face it. I mean, most, most people these days don't carry much money around with them anymore, unless older generations who just don't trust the card system or any digital paying method like Google Pay or PayPal and all that kind of stuff, you know, and uh, they, they stick to the good old ka-ching, the good old dough and, and, and the pennies that they have under their pillows. You know, they, they believe that's solid, that is real and that's reliable, which is of course fake. 
It's obviously not true. But that's what they, that's what they know from the life they had before. When, when they grew up, the way they were brought up and you know, tr um, taught about the system they live in and how to contribute to society, how to, be, um, how to live a meaningful life, how to be productive, go to work, you know, be educated in a certain degree to actually do labor and all, and all that kind of stuff. And now, so many years later, it's, this is all gone. Money exists now, even if it has power or gives you power, money in traditional forms do, doesn't exist in the same way anymore, at least. It, it has been changing and it's going to shift into this credit system. I'm absolutely sure of that. Which means that we live in a, in a, a totalitarian state or design in the future where a group of people who are in complete power and control tell you exactly how many credits you will get every month and or for an entire year or your life and you can do whatever you want with those credits buying food or uh, you know living in a, in a let's say in, in an appropriate house or apartment or something like that in a community uh, no less and Whatever it is that you do, you can maybe earn some extra credits on top. Or if you do nothing and you want to just stay at home and live a normal life, you can live by these credits, like on, on welfare, just a little bit better. Or like unemployment money, like in Germany. You know, there is, there is stuff like that being discussed and planned for the future as we speak. That is not a secret. Aside from that, what doesn't fit for me personally is the fact that while people are still stupid enough to be controlled by all means that we have now and all these techniques and technology and media and all that, you know, it's, it's, most people are sheep. That's just the fact. They have nothing to do in their lives except eating and shitting and go to bed. That's it. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. The human race is not exactly exciting. Is it? It doesn't really knock my socks off, but every now and then people with, you know, bright minds, they pop up, they make an impact and influence, and these are the real influencers, not these, these idiots on YouTube and Twitch who think they know something when in truth they don't. I don't like these people at all. Not one of them. Hmm. But having less people is less stressful. I get that. And that could be a possibility. I've, I've had an argument with one guy who told me that we do not have too many people on the planet. The truth is we have enough resources worldwide to give everyone shelter, food, anything they need, warmth. They don't need to freeze during wintertime. They have everything they can ask for. And the world would still function just fine. Well, isn't that exciting? Yes, it is possible, I think, to actually achieve that in theory, at least, or mathematically, saying that we have these resources, we have enough space on the planet for even more people, if we use this space wisely, including the resources. Okay, that's maybe true. But it's not possible. It's a romantic way of saying there is no trouble, but there is trouble.
okay? And this is utopian bullshit. It will never happen. It will never happen because there is not one fucking government on the planet considering such a version of an equal society and fair treatment for all. It never happened, never was, never will be. We're being, we're being witness of that right now. Since when is it even possible that all governments work together and say we have to treat everyone equally and the world will be, will be just fine, there's food enough for everyone? That would mean that you sacrifice your position of power. And nobody's going to do that. So don't tell me it's, it's possible one day because it's not going to happen. Period. No discussion. Okay? This, this stuff gets me pissed. It really does. The only thing that is obvious by now is that there's still influence out there in the world where the elite probably are up to something. And if everything is true, if the financial gain behind BlackRock and the influence in the world is still taking place, even though there's war outside, or maybe because there is war outside, you know, there, there have been many wars in the meantime, many countries doing damage to one another and trying to uh, shift power, and we haven't heard of anything, you know. We're not really in the, in, in the whole picture. We get the news we are destined to listen to. We don't get the truth. We just get some form of it and we get a version of it. A few percent of this, a few percent of that. Some propaganda for sure. And that's it. Everything else you got to do yourself. And I personally don't have the time, nor the nerve and the, the energy to dig through all of this, this information. And trying to determine which is correct and which isn't. That is a huge waste of my personal time. But yet, I'm still sitting here talking to you guys about the personal uh, possible outcome of this elite plan, the master plan of creating a world domination force of some kind, you know. Um, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I, I really do. Sometimes I hope it's true, just for the sake of the argument that there is actually a conspiracy out there, that, that there is change coming our way, that there are actually people who are willing to rip our fucking heads off just to get their, their way and to control the entire society in the future. But again, I'm asking you, why? They already have so much power, even if they had control over the entire world in the end. I mean, completely. Then what? You know, that, that's, that's just, that's not enough. I'm sorry. We're talking about people who have, who have the time in their private life to think about so many plans ahead in the future. And it cannot be just power alone. I do not believe that. There has to be a greater goal here, something that we are not really uh, aware of, something that we have no right to know as of now. Something that is so, so severe and so significant that these elites will sacrifice everything to get there. They will do whatever it takes to move the entire planet and the population into that specific direction. So what is it going to be? What is the outcome? What's the goal here? Like I said, it cannot be just power. There has to be another, another step. Maybe a higher step of enlightenment. A different form of being for the future, something that they 
they aspire so much. Could that be possible? What would that mean? That means, of course, that everyone on the planet will have to live by the same system, first of all, so that there's no struggle, you know, no uh, economical crisis between many nations, between Europe and, and Asia, between America and Russia and whatnot. Everything would be one. Then you have time for different things. Then you have time to take all the resources that this world has and stuff them, stuff them into a project or many projects that concern our future. What could that be? Is it space travel? Is it maybe having uh, the possibility of co contacting alien life and say, look, we have evolved. There are no more nations, no, no more wars. Everything is over. You can, you can come to us now. We only have one nation worldwide, the end. I like that idea a lot. Of course, it's, it's huge, huge, uh, hugely science fiction and, and uh, very vague, if that is even possible. But just imagine that a world without any nations, without borders, just one totalitarian state, one power deciding how the world works. And that is it, okay? There is no struggle. There is no war, at least not the way we see it or understand it, because we don't have any religion anymore. There is no no uh, political difference. There is no racism. There is nothing. There's just, why would there be? If there are no nations dividing each other just for the sake of their history and culture, if if all were just one that would be a reason for an alien race to stop by and think, okay, they have overcome their differences. I don't know how they did that, but they are in a different state now. They have evolved. We can go down and say hi. That could be maybe possible. I know how crazy that sounds. But look, if, if, if you're an alien, let's say, just for the sake of the argument, alien races would exist, highly sophisticated and, and developed intelligent beings, be capable of, of, of space travel on a level that we just cannot imagine. And they fly by, you know, they, they, they set their ship to parking, fly in orbit and look down at the shitty world. And they think to themselves, wow, look, they have so many different countries, they suck up all the information they can get about the world. You know, they know who, uh, they know what America is. They know what the presidency is all about. They know what, what China is. They can see maybe, they, maybe they can even upload or download information about the history through the internet, you know, access uh, digital information and just extract everything into their ship and analyze the information and, and see, look, um, they have so many issues. They still create nuclear bombs. They threaten to kill each other. In that case, you know, there's poverty, there's oppression, there's everything, there's apartheid. Um, why would any alien race really look out for contact? Why would they land on Earth? Why would they even seek out any nation whatsoever if they know exactly this would only cause trouble? They would never come to us, never. This world would have to work as a unity one nation, one rule of power, and that's it. Then, and only then, I believe, personally, would an intelligent, positive, friendly race actually come down to earth and say, look, I think you're worth it. You've managed your problems. 
my, na- my name is Borat and this is Sven. We're coming from planet, I don't know, XYZ. And today we're going to drink a cup of coffee. That would be cool. But that's not going to happen because we cannot get our shit together, obviously. But that's exactly where I jump in into this, this conspiracy about the elite running the world. There must be a greater goal. Okay, and if it's not that, if it's not about aliens, maybe it's about our own future and, and the survival of, of the human race on many different planets. Maybe Elon Musk is just a portion of, of that with his Mars travels and creating a, a Mars base, Mars colony, colonizing the planets in the solar system, at least the ones that are capable of, of, of uh, uh, being conquered, I think, or something like that. I don't think that we could go to, you know, to, to uh, Uranus and, and try our luck there. I think that would be a bit too complicated. Pluto, maybe even, 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 even worse, okay? But we can go to Mars. We can go to the moon, you know? Jupiter? Mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> we could maybe build uh, on these many moons and asteroids around Jupiter. Maybe we can build a, a colony up there in orbit of Jupiter. I don't know. You know, it could be possible. Maybe Saturn, you know? I'm just saying that would be like... Uh, hundreds of years into the future. We're not going to do that now, obviously. But maybe we want to to um, speed things up. You know, maybe the world needs to be partially destroyed. I know how harsh that sounds, but maybe we need the sacrifice to get through all this mess once and for all so that no more war can take place on Earth, so that we can finally focus on something more important, moving forward together. We can't do that now. We never could. Why? Too many different power-hungry nations trying to be a a thick-skulled asshole. Like uh, Kim Jong-un from from North Korea. Now we have Putin. Nobody knows what China is up to. So this is one huge, ugly mess. What to expect? Nothing positive, to be honest. I personally think if, if... any of these conspiracies are true, we have to go through the darkness first to make way and space for light to shine. And that's going to be one ugly ride, and I am afraid that we have no choice, possibly, that we have to face destruction of our society, and at least the form of it as we know it now. It's a a dark fantasy, yeah, I, I admit that. There is no fact of my... My claims, I cannot prove that this is right. I don't even know if there's any proof for this. But I'm, I'm saying merely that I'm worried, like many people are. And I don't see a positive outcome from this uh, economic crisis that we're facing. Everything's getting more expensive. The bank systems might collapse at one point. We have military problems right in front of our doorstep. It's, now, it's really not fun. And I'm thinking even about leaving the country at some point if it gets too, too dangerous. And even if it does, you know, I still have to ask myself, where should I go? I can't go back to my dad in Taiwan. Then what? The chance is still high enough that China goes berserk and even tries to invade Taiwan. 
Oh, dear God, you know, not many places to go. Maybe Iceland, if I, if I could. As a refugee to Iceland, is that even possible? Would, would they even let me in? I don't know. Maybe I just have to stay here in Bavaria and wait until the nuclear bomb drops on my fucking head. Whatever the case is, though, I, I hope it's over quickly. Uh, it's a weird topic. I wanted to say something more positive, but I can't. I'm sorry. This is not a very funny podcast, nor is this um, enjoy, enjoyable for me personally. I just I wanted to get this off my chest. That's pretty much it. I am expecting a huge change to come, and so are many people. And if there is change... And we're all going to witness it. I'll be back here on my podcast talking about it, I suppose. Maybe even talking to somebody in person about it for the podcast. Who knows? But until then, I still have work to do. I still have my novel to write and studies to do and some more artwork waiting for me and watching a movie every now and then and talk to you about that. I'm not going to talk to you about Batman if I watch it because I think too many people are doing that. I'd like to watch... Uh, or talk about uh, certain movies or TV shows that maybe not everyone knows of. You know, something more interesting, not the whole broad spectrum of, of Batman. Because we have an overload of Batman stories as of now. Uh, we could take a break from that. I think so. Aside from that, I'm looking forward of, to, to watch a new and good horror film. I don't know of anyone. I'm still looking for one. And if I find one, I will be back and talk to you about that. Maybe I'm going to talk to you about a painting I'm doing or a drawing that I was working on. Who knows? As of today, I am uh, I'm beat. I have this one day off. I have to go to work tomorrow, unfortunately, because it's right in front of Easter and Saturday is not off for any of us. We have to suffer through this day first before we can actually relax on Sunday and Monday. Maybe during that time I'm going to watch a movie. Who knows? Up until then, guys, um, try to keep your heads up. And uh, if, if you see anything suspicious in this development with the war, um, you should dig, dig deep into it and try to get as much information about it as you can to make a proper assessment of what is actually going on here. Um, take care of you guys. Uh, maybe next time I'm going to talk about Gabriel's Up album. Who knows? I wish you all the best. Um, stay kind to each other as, as usual. Take care of each other. Stay healthy. And try to stay happy, even if times are looking a bit rough. Take care and bye-bye.